When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Just a couple more days of Silence the Voice and their theme song. Well done, boys. Cardinal fans are firing off in droves. Kelly, I like your take. I said, Holmberg, you're right about Kingsbury. It's all about how I look. Don't I look cool with my beard growing out? Oh, what? We lost? I think now that <laughs> I think people are seeing that, you know, cool Scottsdale factor of Cliff Kingsbury, who I think is just slaying most of Scottsdale right now, and I'm proud of him. As he course. should, though. Absolutely. I don't know who his girlfriend is. They talk about his girlfriend every once in a while. I'm like, oh, he's done. But he had that Holly Saunders for a little while. He made her crazy. She went off and went bananas and married Vegas Dave, and now she's getting tattoos with Oscar De La Hoya, and her face looks crazy. And Show she, him in his home two years ago. Oh, well, that was... people out like, talk about that. Your coach is home, man. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's, he's an image. He's got a good image, but he's wrote, wrote his playoff beard and just kind of coolly talking to the people. <laughs> like, I love when he does the pressers. I'm like, what are you doing with the beard? As long as we keep winning the beard stairs. You guys know me. I'm badass. <laughs> All right, Cliff. God, they're sultry tones of Cliff Kingsbury. But, yeah, Cardinal fans were all in agreement that last night was, why don't you go for it? For it? They're, they're, the passion lives. That's good to see. That's good to see. It's kind of like when the Suns were running their thing last year and everybody went nuts. It's, it's fun to watch, I think. Got a taste, a real close taste in the finals. We well, got the yeah. I mean, you, but the whole run was like building up the the love of that entire deal uh, for the Suns. It made the city kind of it amps up when the city's teams do better. Even if you don't like them, it's more fun to be here for sure. Local news gets silly, and they start acting like they're something. 
I could get the local, My Cardinals. Yeah, lo- local sports reporters that are running around, and then you see the anchors who haven't said a word about them for years, like, ah, oh, so heartbroken last night. The fun thing on the Sharp show this morning was, listen to that, that lady he's got on there. She goes, because they brag about going to bed. Like, that's a sign you're dying. You're dead inside already. Is when you start telling people you go to bed at six thirty, seven o'clock at night, and you're like I'm just, and you're proud of it, like you're dead inside. You're you're <laughs> you're you're a soulless, dead inside human being. I don't care how early you have to get up. When you have true sports passion or true, you'll tonight, Skid Row. Yeah, we're, we're going. There's a true, there's a true life force inside of us that says, "I'll get up. I'll be all right. It's just one night." I went to bed at I went to bed at like seven minutes into the girl on the thing, but seven minutes into the first quarter, I just couldn't take the stress. You don't care about that team at all. Look at Kingsbury's girlfriend. Oh my god, Clifford! Those hair extensions is his first year contract. Yeah, man, that's a lot of dough. Those look good. And it's funny because I googled, you know, just Cliff's girlfriend, and look at the what he's oh. been slaying. Yeah, the laundry. List I mean, of, it's just the, wow. The broads in his wake, as they say. He's my new hero. Yeah, he looks sleepy. That's yeah. the only thing I see with Cliff. He looks like a sleepy Well, with fella. her, I mean, I can imagine <sighs> why. Well, he's, he's working football, and then he goes home, <laughs> and he's got to please that, keep that happy. That's pretty amazing stuff. Good job, Cliff. Coach of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there you go. He's got better cock management. Clock oh, management. Oh, yeah, clock management. You just you misspoke. Oh, my Lord, is that her now? Holy cow. That's pretty good. Yeah, anyway. Well, good for you, Cliff. You you get a few fourth downs, you can go for it. Yeah, I think we should go for it. That's what I do. That's my life motto. (laughs) Coach is kind of laid back, guys. I'm feeling a little... I think he's going to go for it on fourth down. I'm drained of all lactic acids. It's just my legs are icky. You know what I have to do tonight? Go make love to that lady. And all of them do it, but even when you're... But I don't know too many coaches that have hot wives. Most of them look like Texas pageant women, you know? They're sort of like flashy but not attractive. They've got big hair. Belichick had his girlfriend for a while. Belichick did all right, but the one who really killed it was... Was, was he... Kraft. Or was that Kraft? Kraft yeah. had that. He was reading uh, scripts Scripts with, with a, that actress. And then uh, <laughs> when his wife died... Let's go over some lines. And they put pictures up, and they did a big special on CBS Sports about, wow, it's like she was such a, a wonderful part of the Patriots' success. And then they put the initials on the jerseys and retired her. And then, like, within a month, he's doing acting lessons with some 23-year-old blonde, and, they, and she was ridiculous. And this is Robert Kraft's new girlfriend now that his old lady wife has died. Taking tips from Weinstein or what? <laughs> I mean, did you see her? No. Huh? Google Robert Kraft's girlfriend right. acting. Still didn't hold audition. up to the orchids. Who? What? Oh no, the orchids. Yeah, still couldn't keep him from getting his hand job down there in Florida. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty amazing what what sports can do for for guys like that. I just I almost want to clean the studio, and I don't know why. I feel like you know this this whole Sebastian Bach thing, and I'm not a starstruck guy. This is part of. Like my my uh, teenage growing Your wheelhouse. Like he's, yeah, look, that's not. Is that her? I don't know. It's the acting video, but still, this was right after Myra or whatever his wife's name was passed away, and he gets this statuesque. He's got a billion eternity <laughs> of girlfriends. That's baby. right. He said it wasn't his. <laughs> I think that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. still not bad. I mean, look no, at that's that dude. pretty spectacular yeah. compared to yeah. the Robert Kraft's little. 
troll-like body, but he's got a billion dollars. And it's time. Good for him. Pictures like that make me angry. It's like, go f*** yourselves, all hot ladies, that it's about sense of humor and stuff. Stop it. It's about the money. He's so funny. He likes me for who I am. He's funny, and I really enjoyed his company. likes your cans. He loves you because you look great, and you love him because he can help you stay looking great and not bad an eye. Your lifestyle just got better. And if I was a girl, that's what I'd go for. Stop with this. Why you'd waste time on Brett Brady or me is beyond me. Sort of always said, every woman I've ever sat in a room with, if I, if I see a mansion nearby, I'm like, you should just go knock on that door and say, this is the life for me. You'd be so much happier in that. So why wouldn't you? Because it's not about money. I'm not like that. Oh, everybody is like that. You socialist. That's where happiness lives, in one of those houses. And I can't get you one of those. I'm trying, but I can't do it. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you want that? Like you, why don't you want that? You're making me nervous about who you are. What's your agenda? Can't be to love me. Look at me. Have you seen me? I've seen me. What the hell? <laughs> There's no real rhyme or reason you being here. You're funny. Yeah. Dime a dozen. You can laugh on a cigarette boat. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how you know how much funnier life gets <laughs> when you're hopping off your yacht onto your awesome ski jet boat that that's attached to the yacht. <laughs> you know how much funnier every joke is. All of them are funny. You know what you never laugh at? The phrase, we can't afford that. <laughs> it's never funny. It's never a funny moment in your life. You go, sorry, put that down. We can't afford it. And then the family just starts giggling. Oh, you're hilarious, Dad. No, I'm serious. We can't afford that. <laughs> what a life we've carved out. And you're hot. Now, if you're not hot, that, then, you know, it's all it's like a class thing. The hotter you are, the more you get a chance at a billionaire. Choices. Take a step down. You're not going to have as hot. Step down from that, and you're pretty much just, if you're a pig, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to end up with a pig. It is. It's all about I mean, A lot of stuff you can't afford. That's right. But a little bit of money makes a guy better looking. And, and that's what, that's, I just wish it was more honesty when, like Tinder. Looking for a guy who makes a lot of money and can make me laugh. Well, yeah, at least be laugh. straight. Just be honest. About yeah. Because then we could be more honest. I'm looking at a girl with great hair, set of cans. And like an eating disorder. Like, that's exactly what we're after. <laughs> and not like the uh, like Brady's eating disorder. The other way. Although some guys are into that eating disorder where they can't stop eating. Sometimes people like that. But just, you know, be, be upfront with what it is you're into. By the by, I just wanted to make a report. Uh, I was uh, keeping up with our friends down there at the hunger strike. Now, remember, the hunger strike started last Tuesday. Today would have been day seven. Kind of faded. Well, the reason why is because... I misread it. They somewhat misled us. Their hunger strike that started last Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Lucky for them, Thursday night, we got rain at 6.05. So they packed up and got their hunger strike out of there and went to Wendy's. Uh, the kids that were down there at the Capitol trying to convince Kristen Cinema to uh, do like some voter rights thing, doing their hunger strike from 9 to 6. I misread it. I thought today would have been the last day. We go down. We have a big pizza party for them. Congratulations. Your hunger strike's over. Uh, if you look at it again, they're, they're not down there. They didn't go they're Tuesday to Tuesday. No, they said, we're going to have a hunger strike through the end of the week. Ooh. So it wasn't a week. 
it was just Tuesday through Friday. They had three days worth of a hunger strike. And that was nice. it. That was it. So it was a, essentially. That's how you do it. It was a Canadian work week is what they had. They had three days on, five days off, and it, it was pretty great. Nice job, kids. Well done. They uh, didn't eat for uh, eight, nine hours a day from Tuesday through Friday. And I think that they uh, started Tuesday afternoon, so that was like a half day. And then did full Wednesday, Thursday, and I think Friday, but I'm not sure. They might have checked out early Friday because, you know, it's getting close to the holidays and the traffic. This week is a bake sale for change. Yeah, anything. Well, yeah, they're so, just looking for all sorts of changes to be made as they eat and then not eat and eat and not eat. Which so is what we're they're basically doing. intermittent fasting? I mean, is that that's yeah. basically what they were doing? They, they're intermittent fasting, but in, in nine-hour gaps, it's more than intermittent. It's, uh, it's the protest diet. It's massive. Yeah, exactly. Exact. It's Red Mountain's new protest diet. Find a cause and don't eat for a day. Well, not the whole day. That's crazy. Have breakfast, a healthy, hearty breakfast, and then... Get yourself through with a five-hour energy about 2 o'clock and then rock out about 6.30. You can have another dinner. Idiots. And last I heard, it didn't work. Cinema's still just laughing. I don't think anybody changed a thing. So, boy, their their voices were heard. They're weak, frail, emaciated. Maybe some good friendships came out of it, John. Well, that's all you hope for, Brady. New opportunities to meet people. I, on the other hand, would avoid it like the plague for that very reason. Maybe some guy was able to cut one out of the herd. (laughs) Now, that's the only thing we can hope for. One of the girls lost about six pounds, a little extra, and got down to that ideal perfect weight. And one of the guys looked at it and said, nice. And that Friday night they celebrated by hogging, which I think is fantastic. Then we went home and I ate and ate and ate, if you know what I mean. And then so did he. And that was it. His hunger strike ended at the Y. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but stupidest hunger strike I've ever seen. But I'm looking. I'm like, where are they? How come nobody's down there talking about them? And I looked, and I'm like, hunger strike. Good for a week. Students for change. Partial Google week. it, and they said, we're going to uh, – through the week, they said. And I thought that meant one week. But no, when you read it again, it's through this week, which means Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then so not end. seven days, not even a five-day no. work week. No, not even a full five-day work gonna week. They were going to do yes. five days, but the person in charge needed a personal day on Monday. <laughs> And right. then they started on Tuesday. And I'm sure somebody called in with like, you know, I've got some personal stuff going on and I just need a wellness day. I just need a sandwich is what I need at noon. And a bunch of bitches. Yeah. And uh, most of them were getting up at a time that was unusual because it was nine in the morning. So they're probably missing breakfast accidentally and eating on the way. And it was rough. It was a rough time for, for the kids. But they made it happen and I'm proud of them. Uh, but I was laughing because I'm like, today's the big day. They're going to go down there and see the. You know, the Auschwitz bones laying on the – like they've been starving to death for – and then I'm like, wait a second. They're not even there on Tuesday. Nothing changes. And again, I remind the kids at ASU, never once has anyone, aside from Al Michaels and Reggie Jackson, changed the landscape of America who went to ASU. Not Barry one. Bonds. In a good way. I'll say in a good way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, Barry Bonds Definitely was, some ripples there. Barry Bonds created problems. He created a – He's not a good representative, which is why you never hear his name mentioned with it. Yeah. People want Phil Mickelson to be something. Maybe I'll throw him in the mix. Phil Mickelson, Al Michaels for sure, probably the best ASU graduate there is. Probably the pinnacle Harden? of ASU. Huh? James Harden's pretty good. I don't know that he's changed anything. Al Michaels is actually Hall of Fame yeah. worthy legend. Reggie Jackson, Hall of Fame worthy legend. Was he there? Was Reggie one of us? Yeah, I'm yeah, ready for right Sal Bando. Sal Bando's good. Sal Bando's a good name to throw out with ASU. Didn't change anything other than really cool names. 
That's it. We won a couple of championships with the A's in the early 70s, the bando. You know, it was a, we don't talk about Reggie much at ASU. Oda B. McDowell got more press. Vontaze. Yes. So I have to say, uh, a Pat Tillman is probably the greatest known person who did all the things from ASU. He's probably the most amazing. But as far as living people who can still make changes happen, uh, no one at ASU is going to do that without a grand statement like Pat Tillman. You have to be the face of an unlikable war to make ASU uh, and, and still nothing really changed. He's just probably the most influential graduate from ASU. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, – Posthumously. Well, Reggie Jackson. Reggie. Uh, Are you looking up best graduates from ASU? Yeah. It's a short list. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly. No change. Kate Spade. Makes bad. Doug Ducey. Come on. This is from one down, so it's just going <laughs> – Doug Ducey went to ASU, yeah. and he still can't like, regulate change, and he's the governor, for God's sake. <laughs> he's up there. David Spade. He's uh, on nice. it. David Spade graduated. Did he go to ASU? Yeah. All right. Still no change. According to this list, uh, Al Michaels is below David Spade. This on the is list. A, now. Keep in mind, the list has one. Yeah, who did the list? One guy so far, Dave, uh, Doug Ducey, who actually is like involved in things that could enact yeah. change, and he's not going to do anything. Uh, Mickelson, yeah. Barry Bonds is number eight on All the list. All athletes and stars. Uh, Nick Nolte, he went to ASU. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, had a football scholarship too. Nice. Really? Uh, when? Yeah. Uh, let's see if it's Maybe like seventy. Seventy six. No kidding. He made his first debut. It's in the Frank Cush era. Yeah. Huh. North Dallas 40 had to come out like a year later. North Dallas 40 came out in like 77. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Wow. Nick Nolte got right to it right after. Good Went to through a football scholarship and as an undecided major. Then he moved to L.A. to study acting at Pasadena Playhouse. So right. yeah. Boom, boom, and boom for Nick Nolte. Yeah. Score. All right. Danny White. Pretty good. Val Michaels is probably the most... Oh, yeah. Steady work. Paul LaDuca. Now we're getting down okay. to Okay. <laughs> See, if we're already at Paul LaDuca, then the school makes no changes. It's not an effective place for it. It is not the Harvard of change. So don't hunger strike your way through anything. And don't students for socialism keep Kyle Rittenhouse out. And that, you're not going to change a thing. Go to, go to school, smoke your weed, experiment with lesbianism, and then get out like everybody else did. Like 90,000 students a year can't be wrong. Keep a low profile as an ASU graduate. You're not doing anything good. You know, nobody on that list was Elon Musk or, you know, no. it's Kate Spade and David Spade are on the list in the top 10. The school's produced nobody. It's a party school. It should always be a party school. That's the, and you get your degree and you leave. That's it. You're basically gigantic UNLV. That's it. Headache Smith. No, Bray, you got to <laughs> yeah. stop. You, you, okay. Don't dig. Right, the list digging. was I'm done digging. for you because right. you're just going to come up with names that are less than list worthy. <laughs> Al Michaels, Pat Tillman. Phil Mickelson to a certain degree, even though he's more of just the giant. Walking. Tillman didn't even make that list. Well, Tillman, these are people who are still alive. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. Phil oh, Mickelson's Duca. done more for male dildos than anybody on the planet. I guess that's something you can get. Hi, I'm Phil Mickelson, a walking human dildo. <laughs> Outside of that, Al Michael's the only one. Paul LaDuca. <laughs> You are, if he's in your top 15, think of how many people have graduated from ASU and in your top 15 graduates of all time, Paul LaDuca shoots up there. That's pathetic. <laughs> and I'm not saying ASU is a bad school. I'm saying it just doesn't – it's just not important. It's not an important school. It's an awesome party school. The day that they changed over to like, you know – Scholastically? Yeah, and became, you know, like their business school is like number one in the world or something. Nobody knows that because who cares?
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Nobody cares about that. We almost had Rittenhouse. This guy's right. He said, I wish I could say Kyle Rittenhouse, but the libtards ruined it. <laughs> yeah, we can have Rittenhouse repping that kid in exchange, whether he wants to or not. So, athletes, women who make bags, and comedians. That's basically all you get out of there. And that tells you exactly what it is. It's a party school. David Spade and Jimmy Kimmel are top ten. Your school isn't exactly like the place people want to go to get their brain surgery. Who graduated from the school? Oh, David Spade and Jimmy Kimmel and David Spade's sister, Kate. Like, oh, God. So I'm going to get a handbag and a couple of jokes. <laughs> Cocaine and chuckles. Yeah, that's, that's what they should call the issue. Cokes and chuckles. All in. But So hunger strikes are pointless. Have some fun. Do like Brady did. You coke off of Brenneman's ass and order pizzas for dead people. That's what college is. It's uh, an education. I got to hand it to Ohio University. You guys have actual graduates that people know. It's not taking itself too seriously. These kids at ASU, they knock it off. Where'd you go to school? Washington State. You went to Washington State. Yep. Your most famous graduate is Ryan Leaf. Yeah. So, another one. We're Drew just, Bledsoe. Okay, go up there, get high. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Gardner yeah. Minshew. All right. Come on. Enough. <laughs> this school is worthless. Got a long list. Probably have a couple of guys up there, like, you know, related to Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson went to Washington yeah. State. Whoa. There you go. It's Edward R. Murrow. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, you got a Washington State. You got biggies. Way the, ahead the of it. Penguin issue. went there. Ron Say Ron went Say there. went to Washington. Nice. <laughs> nice. Are there I any did not know that are one. there yeah. any colleges that if there weren't sports? Would have any like quality graduates outside of the Ivy League? Because like, that's no. if you go to Ron Say and your first three <laughs> answers, John Olrude, yeah. MIT, yeah, John Olrude's here. Not one goddamn person of change. You're talking about athletes. That's all we know of our college. <laughs> Dolph Keith Lundgren. Jackson? Well, when I said what? That's yeah. huge. That's yeah. that's yeah. Like, like a school like, like MIT. <laughs> well, MIT is different. They don't even have a football team, yeah. do they? If they do, nobody knows think about so. it. No, MIT because no. it's a school. It's actually a school. It's trying to be like, no, that we don't need football to make our, you know, to make our point. ASU's not MIT. You can get a nice degree there. People will respect it. You can have Ryan Fitzpatrick make the NFL as a Harvard grad. Right. Uh, Exactly. There are, and that he's the weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. For Harvard, like, wow, football player from Harvard. They ever get anybody in the NBA? Uh, probably a couple. Ivy Leaguers. Harvard doesn't have a terrible basketball thing. Well, they had that. No, that was Princeton. That guy that uh, would like forty points a game. Teams. Oh yeah, you've had a few up to the Ivy League that'll get decent ones. And uh, you know, every white American's like, "Wow, recruiting from the inner cities," because that's the only way you can win a basketball championship in college. That kid must be brilliant, and he must be to dig his way out of the. Better have at least a thirty-foot jump shot. Mean streets and uh, and end up with grades good enough to get into Harvard. I just look at ASU and I giggle. Stop it. Stop it with your hunger strikes and your change. Go down there to that Greek row and put your panties on the wall as the kill of the week and just be an ASU student, please. Ugh, you're sickening me. 
your nine to six hunger strikes that only last three days. <laughs> little Gandhis, <laughs> my little Gandhis doing their doing their part. Anyway, Sebastian, what time is Sebastian? Uh, they're pulling the tour bus in at 7 a.m. He's going to catch a quick hour nap. What in the and world? Then he's We're going to have to sit here and have him staring at us from the bus? Oh, he's, oh, he's out. Oh, uh, parking in a place we can't see. Yeah, oh, you know they're right going to be there. perched out in the other studio over there just this is looking. Ex- oh, yeah, this is exciting. Binoculars and everything. For an hour. Yeah. So yeah. was it true that they that the guys down the hall got upset that, that this is happening? What I understood was is that they turned it down. See, now I heard they so, did it because we took it. I didn't hear that. Because we I pursued heard- it. They said, well, we don't want it. I didn't hear that. Okay. What so they I, just said no. What I had heard was is that there were, it was going to be two interviews. We were going to take the second one. They were going to have them first. Yes. And then that. when apparently they changed their mind. No. Yeah. I'm fine. Because of us. I wonder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to make anybody mad, but I don't well, care. Do but I also don't care. I was just going to say. Yeah, but I also <laughs> don't care. I'm not trying to go out of my way to make them mad, no. but I also don't care. And if your show – Hinges on a Sebastian Bach interview. Then what? It wasn't like it wasn't like you glommed onto what they were trying to no. do. Your idea was let's get him in hey, studio. Hey, will come in after? They said, "Wait a minute, yeah, we'd take him." I have a soft spot in my heart for Skid Row. Yeah. That was like the first hump party concert I ever went to. Like I like I had my eyes opened by a couple of concerts, and then this was the first one. Where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm getting in the pool. Like, I'd seen all my friends works, man. hook up at concerts. I'd seen all my uh, buddies so like, oh, my God, this chick's all over me. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It was all too new to me. Then I settled in. The game slowed down a little bit. Next thing you know, girl in front of me is in a bra. I got my hands on her cans. And I'm like, it's happening to me. Today is, t- t- today is my day. Thanks, quicksand, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was I Will Remember You in the hands. Went probably on the a little cans. earlier, yeah. the first album. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm and I was singing tonight, tonight. <laughs> I was singing like Broadway musicals. I was so excited. I didn't know what to do. Twinking back then. Oh, too, I was twinking huh? hardcore. Jesus. I was so excited. <laughs> and my hands on. Str- I don't know this girl's name. And she to seems, this day, huh? Uh, I don't remember it. But at the time, I didn't know her name. Uh, you know, oh, it's one of those awesome. things when you know somebody and you're not confident what their name is, so you don't say anything, but you're pretty sure you know it. And you might throw it out there every once in a while. Hey, Cal, what's going on? Like, well, hey, man. You're like, I think I got that right. And you'll, I say that all the time to friends. I'm like, dude, I've known these people forever. I have no idea what his wife's name is. Introduce yourself, do whatever. And even then, uh, like uh, the girl from Four Peaks, who I've known forever, and I know her name's Melissa, but for some reason, I will not confidently lock that in yeah. as an answer. Fear of missing. I ask every time she's here, because I feel stupid, I'm like, I'm, I'm positive your name's Melissa, but my brain will not put that in the vault as like... For sure. So I went down the hall to Mark when she was here, and I'm like, it's Melissa, right? And he goes, yep. And I'm like, okay. I don't know why I question it every time. And it's because I don't think she looks like a Melissa. I think I have a certain what a Melissa looks like, and she doesn't fit the mold. And I think my brain's like, it just it just doesn't work for me. That one doesn't – it's like if her name was uh, doesn't jibe. Kinbasha or something. And I'm like, okay, this can't, I can't be right here. <laughs> this just can't be right. But, yeah, that girl in front of me, no idea. I, she told me her name a few times, and I just didn't know for sure. But those glorious – and I was 17, and she was 17, and those glorious cans in my hands. Well, I remember you's going on in the background, and I'm rubbing up against her, and I'm like, this is occurring. This is my life. I'm one of the people at a show hooking up. And my, nobody ever believed that. I was like an ASU student in acting change. It's just calm your T's, John. You're not all that. 
Aren't you hearing what I'm saying? At what point did did this sound confident? (laughs) At what point did this sound like? So much so that I, you know, I didn't get to experience that. You didn't get one of those? No, not a concert. I mean, you know. Oh, man. You know, the first couple, tougher, bread. Devo. Yeah, with You're boys. not really need too much. You know. yeah. I tried staying pen pals with a girl. I grabbed the cans over the Foreigner concert. Fantastic. And mine was good. Row. Hey, when are you coming back to town? Calm down. You're What's not all that. I don't even understand what that means. You're jealous because you got. Because I grabbed some girl's boobs. Some this is it. I'm putting her. I can feel them right if I think. I can sit. The jug light is on. I can feel me. And I remember that too. This just popped in my head too because I was weird. like, she's leaning her back into my chest, and you know, oh, what's happening? Whatever the words are, and I'm squeezing her cans, and she's like rubbing against me. And I don't remember if it was this part or what. And I'm singing to her, and she goes, you, "You've got a pretty voice." I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> what a dick. And how annoying her memory of Skid Row is. Some guy singing in her ear. That isn't Sebastian Bach. And sucking on our Yeah, mitts. shut up. Not yet. Oh, that okay. was some of Call me kids, John. You're not all that. Right. The whole story is about how I'm not all that. <laughs> the whole story is about what a failure I was sexually and physically with everyone. Whatever, dude. dude I've never like grabbed that. cans before, so you need to cool it. Hey, who sings this song? Why don't you let him sing it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I, learned, I, I was doing that to her because I was singing in her ear. And my friend Mark, uh, standing right next to me, he had a girlfriend the whole time, though. So, oh, what a song. <laughs> yep. Grab her cans. And the next thing you know, my friend Alan is boning her friend like nonstop for, like right in front of everybody. Was her name Dolores? No, not Seinfeld. Like people. <laughs> Mulva. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Anyway, Sebastian be here a little bit. Listen to that voice. And I have no idea. And to talk about guys who were all that for about three years, this guy was just like, oh. you, you, and you come with oh, me. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what that life's like. Just Snake, was, Snake was pulling some well, the, fall he, he, off. But uh, Sebastian was uh, first dibs. Before he had to beg for change. First dibs was <laughs> Sebastian goes through and picks, and then you get all his fall off. I love also the people that are emailing me, and I've gotten a few of them going, reason the band fell apart is because Sebastian is a douche. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody knows him, and I'm like, I don't know the story. He was all over MTV and VH1 saying the same thing. That, that he, he was, was a douche? A, he was saying he was yeah, a dick maybe. a couple of times. We'll find out. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going down memory lane. It's a little time capsule. I'm excited about this one, actually. (laughs) I really am. Because this one hits me uh, right in the wiener. Right in the field. (laughs) Right in the old wiener. (laughs) How did I screw that up so badly? (laughs) I can uh, The quote of the, I can suck lots of parts of your body. What do you want me to do? How about right here? And I point to my armpit. And she did it. Game for anything. There's nothing else? (laughs) Nothing? She had to think I was insane. Okay. (laughs) Right here is a good spot just to Uh, prove it. Because now I'm still playing early days jackass. Like, ha ha you suck by my body. I dare you to do this. Like, I'm 11. I dare you. You won't do it. I wasn't even thinking about my pee-pee. I think I was 16, actually. I wasn't even thinking pee-pee. That wasn't something girls did yet at all. I can't ask you for that. I'm going to oh, go home was. and tug it. I know it was. Ben, I was, I, I was wide open. Ben Burry, freshman year. Wait a minute. 
eighth grade you got? Oh, good for you, freshman year, because I didn't learn it until Todd Linkus and I went to a baseball game when we were 35. And he started to tell me about, like, chicks blowing him in eighth grade. I'm like, wait a second. That that was happening around me? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Happened to everybody but me. I it happened so it was so far from me mm-hmm. that I didn't even know about it happening to other people. It wasn't even an option for me at all. DZ slaying through. Uh, DZ was getting the moms of the other players. <laughs> Derek Jones was having sex with every one of your mothers, and that's all right. <laughs> Hell, if I dig mine up and give them to DZ right. In fact, Derek, let's get a shovel and you can have at the corpse of my wife. My, or my mom, I'm going to kill my wife then, too. <laughs> yeah. My mom. It'd be worth an Oculus. Shoot, I'd like to watch that. I'd let Derek Zellner box my mom. Keep that streak alive. Nothing sexier than watching DZ's athletic endeavors, even when it's beating on your own mother. <laughs> Come on, Mom, put up a fight. Come on, Mom, quit acting like such a suck and throw a punch. I know, I was just kidding. You're not going to hit DZ like lightning. <laughs> Derek Zellner could have sex with my entire family, including my grandparents and his parents before and you know what? It would just make my family better. Give them a stronger family line. You get sucked by Zellner, and you've been sucked by the best. Let's get out there, DZ. Toby, I noticed you've been having some trouble running the ball lately. Have you considered, you know, uh, the program of having Derek Zellner f- your mother? I have not, Coach. I don't think that would help. It helped your mother. She'll never be the same after that. She's going to limp. But she's going to have a whole new outlook on life. She's going to see Jesus. A good limb. Yeah, she's going to see Jesus. Once Derek's pants come off, women don't see a penis. They see the Lord Christ in his glory. Chorus. <laughs> yeah, it's that oh. huge oh, noise happens. <laughs> like the start of Survivor, which won't be on for another 10 or 12 years, oh, but you'll get a few. <laughs> oh. Then the Lord reveals itself in a set of hairy nuts and a big old wiener called DZ's Package. <laughs> Your mom's going to see the light. You're going to start DZ's running the ball package, there. DZ's package. Name. Great band name. Derek Zellner's package. How confused would Derek Zellner be if that band hit? <laughs> and number one this week, Derek Zellner's package. What is happening? What did it's I just miss? a coach at Gilbert High. Uh, anyway, so it's, yeah, it's just a, this is reminiscing and the best thing in the world about what's happening today is that, and it could be a big dud. Who knows? He might come in here all sleepy or something. I hope the bus shows up. Yeah, that's the other thing is that we get all hyped up and he just doesn't come. My, my buddy Kevin, when we were living together in Montana, he comes in. He's a big metalhead, played in bands like you. He comes in with these two albums. And he goes, these two bands are going to set the tone for the next 10 years. Who was it? Warrant and Skid Row because their first albums came out at like the same week, like I think. 88 or 87 or something. Yeah. Like it was 88, yeah. So what wasn't much he better. Played, he he oh. played Dirty Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich for me and I'm like, I don't think that band's quite on the other. I never got the level. Warren thing. I never did either. No. They were the more popular. Although I do listen to Cherry Pie a lot. Yeah, I that tried first tried to understand the Warrant thing. I it was just part couldn't. of the, the the world I was in. So yeah. Warrant was part of it. Big Talk, Thirty Two Pennies. What, what I saw what I saw them doing? at uh, Big Surf, and that was pretty fun. With Brett and his fingers? No, no. There was a night show. They dried up the pool that day. <laughs> yeah, they kept yeah. the yeah. Yeah, what was I going to be there for? There was a lot of, you know what's funny <laughs> no about water? that? No water? No yeah, You know what's weird about that is that there was crime tape around the water. <laughs> Brett must have been there earlier they were that prepping. day. Yeah, Brett must have been there. A lot of girls just crying and crime tape at Big Surf. You're pretty much sure that. And then there's some kid in the corner with slick gray silver <laughs> hair. <laughs> what are you talking about?
<laughs> you can't prove that. My hands smell like chlorine. DNA tested. It's not even a thing yet. Sorry, it's swim time. I get them confused. They don't have slides at Big Surf, do they? Yeah, they, yeah, do. they do, actually. Oh, they didn't then. No, they didn't then, no. Back then, it was right. a concrete bowl with you water in your feet off. Torture. Oh, feet. man. It wasn't even sand. It was desert dirt. Yeah, it was oh. miserable. Awful. It's great, but it was miserable. Well, miserable for who? The girls that you were raping? No, nah, they enjoyed it. Don't burn <laughs> your, that's what I like to hear. You don't burn your fingers. <laughs> you think any girl was like, I was a picture of once and I had this tingle and I realized I was being molested. They do the, now. It was the best. <laughs> I How hope, you doing? I hope Somebody's some girl. A I hope some girl oh, had no. it happen and was like, it was him. <laughs> it was him. <laughs> hey, you can't prove anything. <laughs> It's all good. I love that you stood by that. Don't have to prove it. You admit it. I didn't admit. She, you don't know which Not one it is. You, you don't know like, which one it is. Right. right. So there you go. Look, Larry Nasser. I'm good. You owe $380 million. Put me in a lineup. Every That's girl right. who's ever been to Big Surf, you owe $380 million. We're put a lineup of hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Is what it turned Italian into. Oh, wait a minute. There's a pinky ring on yeah. that one. That's no. him. <laughs> I remember a at pinky twelve. Ring. You had your pinky ring. It was all I remember is a pinky ring and an Italian horn stab me in the eye. This is going on. He's a year younger than me. Meanwhile, me and John Stevens are at Big Surf trying to rub our nipples off on the concrete, <laughs> and he did it. Oh! You make it all the way to the end. You hit the thing. You slide off. And you go into this beach, and you run across that horrible. Just they just poured concrete to the end. They didn't. They didn't. Like bullnose it or anything. No. It was just the end of concrete, and it was so rocks. Some joker gushing, right? would throw some sand in there. Oh, what? Paint no, over it, it and the grains of oh, sand. Brady, on it that was paint. beach, and then the lip of the stuff, and it was a, a foot wide chunk of concrete <laughs> cut off. <laughs> and the, and if you fell off the file, you fell off your raft. Your body would sail into that and over it. And John Stevens ripped his nipples off. Our goal was to get to the end. <laughs> And we did it, and his so thing hit, bad. and he shoots onto the beach, <laughs> and he gets up, and I swear to God, his <laughs> were crying blood. It was horrible. Pouring out, each nipple ripped off, and they looked like big broccolis for like a month in P.E. Oh. Tore his, just, just flat tore his <laughs> off in eighth grade. The only thing close to that I remember is when you guys were training for the marathon. Oh, mine fell and off twice. People, and people would come up looking like they got shot twice. I turned the corner on 44th Street running marathons. You put your nipples fall off. Swear off. What? They, yeah. they just from fall off. I can't explain to you your how or why. Files it off. But just enough rubbing of your shirt, your nipples fall off if you're not right with it. And and none of that bag bomb stuff or anything helped. Like all the training and everything else, your nipples don't get – you only ride a bike and your ass hurts for like the first eight rides yeah. and then you get used to it. The more you run marathons, the less your nipples participate in the comfort. They don't get harder. They don't get better. Yeah. It's worse. So I had a bunch of pregnant ladies telling me, you got to rub bag bomb on it and the horse stuff and utter – like cow utter junk. Every If you watch a marathon, if you ever go to one, every quarter mile or so there's a tent – with people standing there with giant, you know those tongue depressors? Yeah. Covered in some sort of glop. Yep. Just like K-Y or something. For nipples. <laughs> it's all for nipples. Oh. And I came running down 44, or, uh, Camelback, turned on 44th Street about uh, mile 10 or 11, and I was in agony, and my shirt nippled blood just everywhere. They, yeah, they came you, off about mile 7. You look at them seven. coming at you, you're you like, can see what them happened? Oh, they were God. gushing. Your nipples just come off. No clue what happens or how to fix it. I, I was using chapstick, Vaseline. Everything seemed to make it worse. And then whatever that utter juice that those pregnant ladies were giving me, when you breastfeed, your kids tend to gnaw them up. 
got a hard <laughs> so they run. have stuff for cow udders. Yeah, and the, they were telling me about that. I did that. I put tape Bag on bomb. them. I Bag tried. Bomb. I tried tape. I tried a bra. I tried also, and my nipples just came off. They just fell off. Poom <laughs> poom. Mile seven. Like, ah, God damn it! There goes the. Ah, there goes the other one. And just pour blood. And then you got to imagine you got sixteen miles left, and your shirt's just like pouring salt in there. Your and buddy then, who got it down on that water side. All I had to do was go in the oh. wave pool and let those healing hands of Brett's. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, Brett would have like Ooh, no no no. There was no twink in here. This chick's on her period. There was no twink in here. No, this girl's on her period. My fingers coated it. <laughs> hey, I'm a boy, and those are my where my nipple holes are. Get out of here! You're fingering my nipple wounds. Oh, you're in my spot. <laughs> I'm fingering some kid's nipple wounds. Get out of here! Stabbed in the heart. You made me think that was period juice on my fingers. Ah, <laughs> uh, look like Mama's cooking there on my hand for a second. <laughs> Get some sauce and gravies. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea BJ's were happening till I was like eighteen. I knew my. I knew guys with girlfriends did. I knew they were getting stuff. I didn't know any of the other stuff was even a thing. No idea. And just blew it. Every chance I had, I blew it. And and, and meanwhile, Sebastian Bach, who is the singer of maybe five, six years older than me, Max, right? So maybe, and I can't imagine he ever blew it. Uh, born in '68, '53. So he and I are the same age. He was 19 in '87 when that all started. Yep. Just three short years. <laughs> I was. Oh my yep. god. I was. I was. I'm, I'm an R word. <laughs> Terrible. But it'll be fun. Pathetic. This guy says seriously, 16. It didn't hit you. Uh, but ba- Brady had already been int- introduced to his aunt's cans by age 13. Brent's got digits <laughs> and sunsplash. <laughs> Toledo had everyone beat because evidently Mima was the town bike. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody got on the ride. Sometimes a tandem ride. <laughs> we assume if you were in politics, you were on my Mima. <laughs> uh. This poor Toledo stood in that doorway just watching his mom in the confusion of calling that dude daddy for a little while. <laughs> There's no confusion. It was Morris. Yeah. Morris. Yeah. Great story. Anyway, I'm excited about today. It's going to be fun. So, uh, and tonight, Skid Row, well, not Skid Row, Sebastian Bach performs Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. And it's a going away party for Mark Randall, who doesn't really even want to go, but we don't care. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Brady, are you going to. Brave yeah, it? you're going the night. Yeah, you're taking the it. nine p.m. ten p.m. stage time. Going for it. You're going in for Mark Randall, man. Well, it isn't going to be for Mark Randall. It's okay, just, he's just it's there. for us. Yeah, it's for just, the time. Yeah, it's for the. It's a good time. Yeah, don't force yourself I'm, now. I'm hoping maybe you know. Does he make it halfway through the set? That's the question. Brady. Yeah. Whew. The bigger problem is going to be tomorrow. Seventeen morning. songs here because I'm looking at what he's been playing on tour so far. Eleven thirty, eleven forty-five. Seventeen songs. That's an hour and a half. Could be. Depends on the stuff in between. I don't see you getting through this. <laughs> I don't see you being happy tomorrow. I'd rather we're going to battle. We're gonna I'd battle. rather you didn't go tonight and save us the pain of tomorrow, Grouchy Brady. Oh, that's I've never seen Grouchy Brady. Oh, oh, is that bad? Oh, really? Happy. He's not yeah. a happy man. You won't see it. Oh, we won't. You're not going to come. You just stay home. <laughs> that's probably better. You're probably that's probably the plan. Stick to that one. Look, we're going right now. Are you going to get like a big long nap today? 
Maybe. This is big. I, yeah, I know. It is late. Like it's showing late up start. at 9? You're talking like a 10 o'clock start, right? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to be able to talk to Sebastian anyway. He can push it up. No, you're not going to use the interview time to, to convenience you. <laughs> no, in between. No, no, no. Not in between. Don't Excuse bother me. Chief, can there's, you uh, hey, up a little bit? There's nothing worse for the rock star to hear. Going on a little late there, yeah. kid. Why don't we... Uh, <laughs> you think? We dump one of these early bands. Get you out hey, there bro. about 9P. That's a late start for you. Faster Pussycat only did like an hour. That's all they had. That's all they, A, that's all they had. And it was uh, a minute for every person who was there. <laughs> it's going to be a game day decision. Tonight? Yeah. Okay. We won't see Brady. No, no he's, he's not going to be there. He's not going to go. There's no way he climbs in a car and drives to Marquee at 9 p.m. It's not happening. And that's all right. We forgive you. I'd like to see you, but I know that that's just, it's pulling teeth. There might other. be a possibility. There's Grumpy Brady's that show. bad, huh? You won't, no, get, yeah, you won't get the same enjoyment bad. we it's get. Pretty, it's, pretty, it? it's pretty oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really detrimental to reading and paying attention, and which he, already he, has a problem. Really? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You can now imagine, imagine normal Brady uh, off his game. Yeah. And once we, and <laughs> I mean, once that's we, really. And once we start bringing it up to him that he's tired, he'll, he'll get <laughs> Then he gets mad about it. I am not. saltier. I am not tired. <laughs> you guys are morons. A <laughs> couple of jack slabs kept me yeah. up last night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the big deal I can was. see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he cr- starts critiquing how crappy it was because he regrets being out that late. I don't know. You guys like that? It's just the people watching. It's just everybody was so dirty and a lot of pancake cans. And he's just going to be grumpy. He's going to be grumpy. He was like Country Club Brady starts to show up when he's tired and he starts looking around at people and he gets all judgy. Your mom has that too, which I love. Your mom gets into a group of people she doesn't like being in. You can see it in her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we should stay here. <laughs> I go, why? We were in Sedona, and that one place was like there was a like a poor family of 15 in the lobby of that Mexican restaurant. Your mom did not want to be by that at all. I don't want to. I don't know if this is a, is this a good place. Is this a? Because she's looking over going, if they're happy here, we're not going to be. There's no way it can be good. It really wasn't. She was right. <laughs> she was right. It was for poor people. <laughs> she was wrong. She's 100% right. And I, I admire it because Bunny's. Tom! She starts to crinkle her nose and look around like, is everybody else as disgusted by this group of people as I am? Ew. Is this where we live now? Is this, is this who we hobnob with? Bunny is not that way. Bunny's a little snobby. <laughs> Maybe a little. A little bit. In a good way, though. It's not like mean. She just reads the room and goes, I don't want to be with these people. And I'm exactly like her. I don't think I want to be with them. Do you have to watch and eat? The bunny nose starts it starts to crinkle. You can see it. It's great. And your dad's just happy to be outside. Hey, this is great. Look, poor people. I like them. They're easy to manipulate. <laughs> but yeah, tonight's going to be tough. Start for you. another coup. Going to be tough for you, Brady. But I'm. You know what? You show up. I'll be happy for you. But just let's not let it affect tomorrow. Bring in Kirby. Yeah, yeah you and Curbs are going to head in. Yeah. <laughs> Brady on, plus one. Come on, Brady, just double that. up on that gas station speed. You'll be fine. Yeah, do some of that and get, get a double Coco Moco to start your day. <laughs> Crash out by 830, you crazy. <laughs> That's bananas. You got a big day, though, because today uh, I think Eric's family barbecue's coming by. We're having our little Christmas oh, get together. Yeah. Oh. You're going to load up on some heavy stuff in yeah. the middle of the day. Which could be good for the nap. Yeah, you know, but it could also be really... If I have time. You have time for a nap. You don't always have time <laughs> you, You'll make time for the nap. <laughs> it's 
start one of those Hallmark movies and you'll be out in five months. <laughs> John, I'm not trying to rub it in, but I used to get daily handies from a chick in my eighth grade film and Come video on. class. What? Every time we'd watch a movie, I'd get a handy. Good times. Eighth grade, I tried to kiss a girl. and What was the teacher's name? Didn't know what was going on. That would have been great. That's even better. I tried to kiss a girl at Fiesta Mall and... We just opened mouths and did a thing and then stopped and never did it again. I don't think I know how to. I don't think I'm capable. Eighth grade. I'm trying to remember the first like so far behind everybody. Actual effort kiss I tried to give. I had two effort kisses that failed miserably. Pam Ward. Pam that Ward. Was her name. First one. Yeah. Not bad. Not great. Well, if it's the first one, I mean, it's not going to be. Oh yeah. It's not going to be great. Figure, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. I have so many awkward fumbling attempts at a kiss. I don't really have a first kiss. You have just a bunch of trials? I, I don't know what was going on in a couple of them. Like the first real one was just two people with their mouths open, like breathing life into so each other. So you're such a – There was no a, tongue. So it was like the first one was the station Annie or whatever that was. It was a Resetta Annie doll. I was more intimate on CPR day <laughs> So you're such a, a TV and, and uh, film guy that you just did movie star kisses right. with closed mouth. <laughs> I had my mouth open, but I just kind of bobbled my head. Oh, I didn't know your tongue was involved. And best kiss goes to – I didn't know your tongue got in there, and that's gross. She's been eating. Ooh, what's going on We were on at the there? Fiesta Mall food court a few seconds ago. You got corn dogs in there. I'm not going in after that. She was that strawberry she still Julius? had her hat on. Oh. <laughs> Who gets the strawberry Julius? <laughs> she had her hat on from that hot kind dog of, Well, place? that's like the tonsil, uh, the tonsil oh, stuff the tonsil. that comes oh. out of there. Out of the strawberries. Time yeah. out, sons. What kind of ghetto trash are you with? You got to have the strawberry Julius. I don't know. You were hanging out at Fiesta Mall. That's all I'm saying. Way before. That place is ghetto. Way before it got ghetto. Does that exist? Yeah. No, no, no. That was way before they sold all the baby clothes. <laughs> they still had the organ place in there. That's how oh, yeah. white that place was. Kimball? Kimball organs or whatever. That guy's dancing around. <laughs> I'm so happy. All the old people standing around. Oh, thrilled. Well, oh. oh, the barrel. This is greasy. Get an organ. <laughs> You know, that's the probably the biggest uh, thing that's ever been done to America's elderly. Those mall yeah, organ stores. Wiping them out? Every grandparent had an organ. It Your worked. My parent had one. My mom. She did? Oh, God. Like man. one of those organs? The oh, mall yeah, organ? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. My grandma not only had I one. I still, to this day, know how to play Roll Out the Barrel. Oh, yeah, you could hit that. the buttons. No, my, no, no. I know, this, I know the notes. Really? Yeah. I, could just, I just found Bossa Nova and I would smash the keys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my grandma not only had one, but the next time she went to the mall, upgraded. Got a better one. She really? had it for like two years. I'm like, yeah, this one's got all sorts. She didn't even play the piano. <laughs> My grandfather had one, and he didn't even know how to play it either, but it just sounded good at the time. And they would, when we'd have company, they'd, they'd turn gather the, around it. <laughs> and that was going on in the background. Somebody should have been playing a song, <laughs> but Bossa Nova was on there, and stuff like that was happening. So that was our own live porn soundtrack. That was our going. theme going <laughs> when friends were, and that was summertime. In the winter, we'd get like Perry Como records, but. Yeah, and then she got that new organ. Those organs were a disaster. We had Perry Como. We had Jim Reeves. Oh, Jim Reeves made an appearance. But anyway, I'm excited. Is Sebastian's bus out there yet? Rockstar time. I'm not seeing it yet. No. Wow. <laughs> nope. yeah. it's easy. This is getting close. Well, he's sleeping until 8, though, so yeah. we're good. It doesn't matter. We'll get it. In about 10 minutes, I'm going to ask you to drive down there and start banging on the doors <laughs> of that bus. Make sure they're here. We'll just get them up. Get them in the Yaris I'll and get them over I'll here. I'll just text his tour manager again. No, no, no. Don't bother them, but just let them know that there's a lot of uh, reliving of the youth. My Uncle Rico concert life is coming back, and this is just cool to me because that was one of those few times where I'm like, I want to be that guy. I think it's the. I think he. I think that was why I'm so excited about this. 
I remember being at that Bon Jovi Skid Row concert, seeing him, thinking, I want to be him. And that was the first time that it happened outside of baseball. I want to be that And that guy. was a good show? Skid Row and Bon Jovi? That's what I'm saying. It was a good oh. show? There had to be nothing but ass at that show. Oh, that's, I mean, that's the boobs. Yeah. That's the one where I was grabbing oh, boobs. boobs. That, it was unreal. It was unreal. It was a video just exploded in real life, and it was all around me. Girls in bras, body glove shorts. When women, when women used to boobs. Remember when women used to take care of themselves oh back in God. years and years ago? First time I saw Poison, that was that oh, show. Nobody was fat. Everybody looked incredible. Bras everywhere. Bras. No bras everywhere. People on shoulders. Like nobody's fighting. We're all having fun. Yeah, no, there's okay. no pit. And now I go, pit. and it's just a, it just looks like Custer's Last Stand. It's just Indians and a few white guys fighting. <laughs> it's every rock concert I go to now. Just Indians and white guys fighting like we're rehashing the Alamo. <laughs> what happened? When did that happen? And I love the music. I can go see, like I'm, you know, what is it, System of a Down's coming here with corn? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that'll be fun. And then I picture it, and I'm like, Indians and white guys fighting. That's all I'm going to yeah. see. Yep. <laughs> And then, like, a big girl that tries to get in the mix, and her boyfriend has to fight for her. There's none of that supermodel stuff going on all the way across the front row. You weren't getting much ass at a Slayer show or anything God, like that. No, you wouldn't want to. <laughs> you get diseases named after you. <laughs> Doctors fact, looking you're go, not going to that for that. No, purpose. that when you're going for Indians yeah. and white guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, I mean, but I the understand party of, yeah, somewhere. the party of rock music ended somewhere. Between Skid Row and Slayer. The free-for-all. Yeah. And it's always bothered me that we let that go. And country music took it. And that's just a gaggle of morons with all the hot girls, which I think may be what we were. <laughs> the ballad went away. I think that drew them in, but... I don't know. Ballad's been around. Ballad, Nickelback even had ballads. Stained. I I mean, they, you know, yeah, you're right. It didn't work. The ballads, they're there, but they're just not they're what just, they were. Yeah. 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 Now you have to go to like Molly shows for that. And they're just for all. A ballad? No, no, no. For like the full girl show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that Tame Impala thing was loaded with chicks with each other, but they were all so high that they were. They, they couldn't comprehend words and they're just like into the colors. And like, I wouldn't want to be around you. <laughs> we were just having fun. I want that back. That was when I saw a day to remember, and it was like, they're having a great time. There's girls in bras again. What's going on? Like, chicks liked them. Yeah. That was an amazing show. But, yeah, we got to bring that back, because the Custer's Last Stand pits are... I don't want to see that anymore. What happened to the ladies? We need to invite them back to our music. And not with wimpy stuff, but not so much anger, you know? You go to a Foo Fighter show and you get yourself some decent-looking 35, 40-year-old girls. But we need the – for the youth, not for me, for the youth. I didn't see Royal Blood. Well, how was their show? Did you go? It was some – there was some – eh, it was mostly yeah. – it was Custer's last stand. Yeah. It's mostly dudes. <laughs> it was Custer. You get a few mixed in, but for the most part, you're looking at – you're. I was in the balcony looking down on that one, and I'm like, yeah, it's Custer's last stand down there. Nothing quite like when Slayer takes us. They're a hate breed. Hatebreed was a reenactment oh, yeah. of every Indian-American war I've ever seen. And those dudes just want to fight. I've seen Hatebreed and Typo Negative opening up. So you had the goths on one side oh. and the guys at the Red Lace Man. Doc Martens over here. <laughs> and it was just an S show by the time yeah. Hatebreed hit stage. Meanwhile, a whole tribe in the middle going, let's do this, Whitey. <laughs> and it's on. 
And they opened up the they opened up the wall of death and just yep. ran at each other at the marquee. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Gettysburg all over here!" It's ridiculous, Dad. Yeah, it was north and south. Anyway, well, we'll see. I'm very excited about today. It's seven twenty six. What do you got for the uh, big board of musical treats? All right, it's the wake up song is brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. Time to get that Christmas shopping done. You got the kid that's riding BMX, doing some uh, snowboarding, skiing, whatever. They got you covered. Check them out online at actionrideshop.com as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and stuff. So, Sepultura, Slayer, speaking of which, uh, Norma Jean, Corn, and it, I just, we got to go Skid Row Absolutely. this morning. So, uh, Slave to the Grind came up a couple times. Monkey Business came up, but I think we did Monkey Business last time. So, probably go Slave to the Grind. Let's do Slave to the Grind. And that's apparently that's what he opens the show with. Oh, so. Brady, then you can leave right after. Yes. Although you got to stick around for monkey business, oh, which yeah. is the closer. Is, it's like three from the bottom. The bookends. What's Here's the closer? The, here it is. On the uh, set list. Celebrate. Oh, get, get the, the F, F out. out. Okay. But youth. monkey business, then youth gone wild. And then get the F out. Yeah. Okay. Great closing song. That's just a great finish. Oh, my God. This is going to be fun. My buddy Marty said, Sebastian replaced a local guy named Brett Kaiser in the band Madam X back in New York. That was his first real band. Hit him with a local connection. Brett has been a detention officer, and Madam X is back together. They still record and tour. No kidding. Wow. The guy replaced is a detention officer. There you go. Here's where, here's where you're going to bring a tear to your eye. Yeah. What if she's there? Oh. I, I bet you I couldn't get my arms around her. <laughs> Ravages of time. That was 35 years ago. <laughs> I can't even. These cans are. How many kids did you have? 11? Don't tell my husband we're doing this again. Like, don't worry about it. I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> In fact, I might have to kill you just so you don't say a word. You, did you eat the former you? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> do, do you know Joey Chestnut? <laughs> You'll be warm. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Especially if it starts raining like it's supposed to. And I cut her open like a tauntaun and get inside. <laughs> I'm getting in there. Oof, this is nice. And it'll be the first time I was ever inside her because I blew it back in the... <laughs> you can sleep in one of my creases and fold. Ah. You still like your armpit getting sucked? Ugh. Should Ugh. be a remote under that one. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, I think I found a baby. Oh, that's me giving birth. You found the honey hole. Oh. <laughs> Thought it was a tummy roll. No, that's the birth canal. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I'd post the picture online from that concert that I have of me, Mark, the girl whose boobs I grabbed. Because I have it. And it's like people use it all the time. Somebody posted it on my Facebook page. Oh, no kidding. All right. I don't want that poor girl to have to. Can we put it out there? We should probably blur her out. It's not fair to do to well, her. She's not going to look like that anymore. anymore. Well, I'm not talking about looking like Of course, that's going <laughs> to make her feel bad, too. She's going to be huge. She doesn't need to be reminded of this. She doesn't need to be the one that goes, hey, take that picture of me down. I want to be the one who's sucking armpits in a park. Plus, I don't know her name. If I knew her, it would be different. I don't know her at all. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, you know The her. bus has pulled up, boys. I can't even imagine. There he is. All right. This is going to be fun. All right, let's do it. Slave there she is. Get her out. All right, there's the picture. Oh, God. And the, and you can't see the the shot there. You'd think right in that picture that Stebbings is the one making that kill. Yeah, no kidding. That's Stebbings? That's Mark, yeah. <laughs> he was six feet tall. 180 pounds in sixth grade and never changed. Now he's 320. He's huge now. But <laughs> he's go. always the same height. There you I go. Know, the bus is here. Sebastian is arriving. All right, let's get right to it. It's your wake-up song, Skid Row. Oh, my gosh. 
Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.